Ana. Ana. It's never not going to be funny. Regardless of the lack of context. Now, every time I hear the name Anna, yeah, I'm just going to giggle. Yeah. Well, hello and welcome to Bromancing the Stone. It's the podcast for myself, Renee Sanchez, and my good buddy, Max Lyon. What up? watch rom-coms, and then record our thoughts and place them on the internet for the tens and tens of listeners' listening pleasure. And Max, how are you doing today? I'm good. It's nice to be recorded on a Monday, even though we were supposed to get it out on a Monday. Yeah, we're not recording on a Monday. We're recording before then because... Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it's been a, it's been a crazy crazy week i went to i went to a festival on saturday a concert a concert yeah not a festival yeah see i forgot what they're even fucking called now like <laughs> it was a festival of music and lights they call it a concert <laughs> what is this wonderful event <laughs> please show me more <laughs> Yeah, it was uh, it was Quinn ninety two, or as I love to tease uh, the girl that I'm dating that I went with, um, it's Quinn XCII. She's like, it's Quinn ninety two. Quinn XC. Oh yes. Yeah, uh, but it was, really, it was really cool. It was all outdoor, and it was at Northerly Island, which I'd never been to. It's that's a dope ass concert venue. I've never been I as well, but oh, man. it looks cool. Yeah, it's really sweet. Like we were also positioned perfectly where we were just we were just up above like the pit, which is where mm. the thousands of people were getting COVID, and <laughs> um, <laughs> getting their delts of frequent flyer miles. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and um, and we were we were lifted up just a little bit, and we were off to the side to the left of the stage a little bit, so you could see straight into the stage on one end and then to the left of it is framed the whole fucking skyline right there at night yeah oh my god it was so beautiful that is such a good venue like good spot for the skyline i swear mm-hmm. and oh. speaking of you know concert and a bunch of people in a small space and everything else we watched a movie that went to multiple venues of that nature called chasing liberty Chassing Liberty. <laughs> Chassing Liberty. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's a movie that I chose. Uh, my and I recently found out about this movie. Um, I like. I vaguely remember. Not. I mean, vaguely remember hearing about it when it was initially out, but like, never paid it a second mind, second thought. It was never on the radar. And then my sister Monica mentioned how she had watched it and she thought it, she had loved it. And that's because she is a Matthew Good super fan. Um, ah. But if she was more technologically advanced, I would have had her on the podcast. Unfortunately, <laughs> <laughs> she's <laughs> like, it would have required a lot of effort to try to do that. And I wasn't going to, but this is Monica. <laughs> yeah, my sister Monica. Uh, my sister Rebecca, she's able to get on. I was going to say, yeah. Because she and I have a podcast called We Watched RMTV, which I sing it like that every beginning of the podcast, but nevertheless. That's right. Um, <laughs> what, but my sister Monica, yeah, she mentioned how, uh, yeah, she loves Matthew Good. Like, basically, the two guys that when when she was married that she would have left uh, my <laughs> ex-brother-in-law for. Um, one of them is Matthew Good and the other being Josh Lucas, which I get. 
both of those choices. <laughs> so. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Josh Lucas. Why am I blanking on who that is? That was two weeks ago. He was the doc. The pediatrician. Oh fucking god. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. The pediatrician from fucking uh, Life as We Know It. Life as We God. I was mesmerized by that son of a bitch. <laughs> I mean, you get lost in his steel blue eyes, man. It's 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 insane. And then with Matthew Good, it's his it's his it, accent. You know. The accent. He also has pretty damn good looking eyes. Yeah, like, he's yeah. got the Chris Bryant bedroom eyes. Yeah, <laughs> you just get lost in him. You yeah. get lost in him. Um, so yeah, and so basically, my sister told me about this movie, and then I was like, well, you know, I've got nothing to do. I'll watch it, and I enjoyed it. And I was like, I'm gonna wait a few months, like, because I felt like it was good enough to rewatch it at some point in my life. I was like, I'm going to wait a few months, and then I'm going to bring it up for the podcast, and then I'm going to have Max watch it with me, and we're going to see how we feel about it. So here you All guys right. are. You're about to hear how we feel about it, y'all. Our feels. Our feels. Um, but before then, let's talk about some stats about this film. Uh, well, before we even get to the stats, had you heard about this film at all before we watched it this week? No. No. Mm-mm. No. I... I <laughs> The poster looks for or the cover, I should say, looks looks somewhat familiar, but nothing, nothing. Yeah, that that was exactly like my thoughts before I watched it the first time. Yeah. Um, but the uh, Chasing Liberty is a 2004 romantic comedy film directed by Andy Cadiff and starring Mandy Moore and Matthew Good. It was written by Derek Geely, Wiley, Geely, G U I L E Y. Yeah, Gwili? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <Gile-y>? <laughs> knowing, knowing Hollywood, somehow none of those yeah, are correct. I know. Uh, and David Schneiderman. The film is about 18, the 18-year-old daughter of the President of the United States whose rebellion against the constant presence of Secret Service agents in her life leads to a European adventure and an unexpected romance. Chasing Liberty was filmed on location in Prague, Venice, Berlin, London, Chelmsford, England, and Washington, D.C. Uh, I dare say Chelmsford. <laughs> uh, why does that director name sound familiar? Uh, let me see if... The the one you didn't know how to pronounce? Oh, no. Uh, Andy Cadiff? Cadiff? Yeah. Um, okay. It, I, I don't know why. Because he's... Yeah, he hasn't done anything else. Has, has so he done? He, uh, he uh, directed slash helped with uh, the show Spin City. Interesting. Yep. Um, so he really doesn't, yeah. He doesn't have a whole lot on his IMDb. No, not at all. Um, but anyway, uh, the film, besides starring Mandy Moore and Matthew Good, also has Jeremy Piven and Annabella Sior. Skiora, Skiora, Siora. Jesus, there are uh, some then, tough fucking names in this. Yeah, and then <laughs> Caroline Goodall and Mark Harmon played the parents slash first lady oh. and president of the United States. Mark Harmon. Uh, yes. Uh, film was released in January of 2004, or as uh, it was elegantly stated in an old website called Grantland. Is released in Dumpuary because <laughs> January is where major films, like major studios, would release films that they knew they were going to take a loss on. They're like, "We made this film. This film sucks, and we know we're not going to make our money back, so we're releasing it in January when no one goes to the movies." <laughs> like, jeez. And so yeah. it was called Dumpuary, yeah, <laughs> uh, like. Because January and February were kind of known as those months, which is February, which yeah. is kind of ironic in the history of like film, if you think about it. Like you'd think logistically, January would be a great month to see movies because like nobody's doing shit, and we got to be inside. It's winter. But the thing is, do you want to get all your like winter clothes on and warm up your car and drive through like That's snow uh, snow plowed streets to go to a theater? To then watch Chasing Liberty. Yeah, what the hell did we do before streaming services? Yeah, I know. <laughs> that, 
What like, the fuck? <laughs> VHS, that's what. <laughs> Red books. <laughs> All right, those things. Um, so what do you think the budget of the film was? And remember, mm. it was filmed on location, multiple European cities, and Washington, D.C. Uh, in 2004, even with the... the oh, yes, the exchange rate or whatever. Um mm. I'd still say at least 50 mil. No, it was 23 mil. Was oh, 50. really? I mean, man. Well, I guess, about, yeah, they weren't big yet. Matthew Good, Jerry. Yeah. None of the actors were like requiring a large salary. So it was all travel expenses. But, yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking uh, retrospectively with the amount of fame all those yeah. guys have garnered. Uh, <laughs> how much did it make at the box office? All right, you said twenty-five million. Twenty-three million. Twenty-three. Okay. Um, guessing it probably didn't do that great, so probably like sixty mil. Twelve million dollars. Oh my god! It lost a lot of money because we're not only talking about the budget of the film to even make it, but we're also talking about the budget does not include marketing costs. Of course. No one has really heard of it, so I don't know how much they really put into marketing. Yeah. This is a prime example of dumpuary from the 2000s to 2010s. People. Is this our first negative profit? Uh, I don't uh, think Which, if I had so, ever taken but... a business class, I'd know what negative profit was called. Uh, loss. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it, this, uh, this didn't... It didn't go well monetarily. Um, and there's a reason why no one really knows about this film. <laughs> God, I can't believe we got to one that was, in, it was a loss. Yeah, and a, and a bad one. <laughs> like, like yeah, like we usually, remember we usually use like, oh, it made double the, double the, the whatever, the. Yeah, like, like the production at cost. least it was made for 10 million and it made 20. You know? Yeah, whereas this but was like, literally. The opposite. Yeah. It was. It made half. That's horrible. Yeah. God damn. Yeah. Um, God, there's so many bad movies we've done that have made so much more. I, I'm kind of. This is already kind of becoming a, a wedding, a wedding date kind of moment. So. <laughs> um, I'm kind of pissed by that. Yeah. Uh, a little, a little more background about the production that I found was interesting on the Wikipedia page, where I get all these stats from. So you know they're true. Uh, the storyline was directly inspired by Chelsea Clinton, who was photographed trying to blend in with other students at a Stanford basketball game. Ah. Uh, and then, okay. Um, the story, in many ways, echoes the 1953 romantic comedy Roman Holiday. Roman <laughs> Holiday. Uh, yeah, the story in many ways re- echoes that. I oh uh, yeah okay I could see that because like yeah. famous daughter of you know I was I was gonna say Aladdin. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, and then you know and it, like they basically say all the way down to the goofy friend, which would be in this case the goofy Secret Service agent of Jeremy Piven and his partner. Uh, Annabelle Ciora, aka Weiss and Morales. Uh, I I did like them. Wait, what? Who were the who were the friends in Roman Holiday that were like that? Well, the friend was uh, the photographer. Oh, I wonder if that's where the reference to a photographer in this movie comes from. Yeah, could be interesting. Yeah. Interesting. And I remembered we both liked Roman Holiday a lot, but that. Ending was a lot <laughs> different than this ending. Lot different. Yeah, <laughs> a lot, lot different. Lot different. Lot different. Um, although the age disparity was probably a lot different too. I mean, Bag was pretty. It was a lot older than Audrey Hepburn. This was a little less uh, gross. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a little less. A little less. A little less father-daughter we'll bullshit. We'll talk about it. Um, let's get to the Rotten Tomatoes. So we have 117 critic reviews. 
Okay. What do you think the Rotten Tomatoes score for this film is? Well, I'm guessing if it did horribly in the box office, it probably did horribly in Rotten Tomatoes, too. Um, I don't know, 30%? 18% yeah. for Chasing Liberty. No respect from the critics. 60% from the audience. There so, we go. That's better. Okay. Yeah, that, that's so, the, so the general public likes it a lot more than stuffy critics. Yeah. Uh, the critics consensus as short as you'd expect it. Formulaic <laughs> comfort food for the teen crowd. <laughs> wow, that really is short. Yeah. just They're just like uh, Nell Minow from Common Sense Media considered a top critic. Uh, she wrote, uh, gave it a two out of five, bad review. Uh, middle school girls only need apply. What? Like, as far as watching this film, middle school girls only need apply. Oh, like, okay. Yeah. Um, Okay. <laughs> I feel I feel attacked at that comment. Kevin Carr of Fat Guys at the Movies <laughs> gave Love it a two point five out of five. It's considered a bad review, even though it's right down the middle. And they wrote this, which I think is just the most kind way of saying this as possible. Mandy Moore is a cute girl, but she's not quite reaching the level she needs to as an actor. <laughs> oh my god. That's... Which is basically this guy saying, you're pretty, but you kind of suck. <laughs> that's a very, that's such a diplomatic sugarcoating. <laughs> uh, Michael Dakina of TheMovieReport.com was a little more harsh with oh. their one out of four review. They said, what sad times we live in when a contemporary knockoff of Roman Holiday stars in the place of the immortal Audrey Hepburn, Mandy Moore. <laughs> That's a little more what I expect. God damn. credit. <laughs> fucking hell. Just took out the fucking... Got the AK and that was shots fired. God. Oh, uh, Dan Dan Liebarger of Nitrate Online. I the fucking blogs that these guys write for. Uh, <laughs> one out of four on their score. The attempts at humor make a viewer long for the comedy and romance of Freddy versus Jason. God damn. <laughs> <laughs> um, have not found a positive review yet. Uh, um, wow. And so I'm just going to go with this one, which was considered a bad review, but it's two out of four. And I think this is about as good as we're going to get. Um, Jesus. Colin Soder of eFilmCritic.com wrote, Mandy Moore's best movie so far, which I realize doesn't say much, but the movie has its charm, <laughs> but not enough to sustain its length. It is an hour and 50 minutes, uh, which, you know. Which was lost in the fact that we, we did, to be completely honest, pause this so that we can't really yeah. say to the length this time. Yeah, I, I think... I think the pause was was helpful in, in keeping it fresh. I think we paused in a good spot as well. I think we did too, yeah. Um, because that second half with like the bungee jumping and, and the camping yeah. and everything, it felt better with fresh eyes. But if we were like an hour 20 of watching this straight ahead, it's kind of like, okay, fucking Jesus. Like what? Yeah. Why are we here yeah. now in Austria? Like Austria <laughs> feels a little like a step too far. Like they could have, I mean, I know they had to kind of resolve the Venice thing and the fact that he doesn't like, he doesn't sleep with her there. Right. But like they well, spent a lot of time in Austria that they don't necessarily need to spend. And then they also bring back McGruff, which fuck that dude. He stole it, their money and they never really resolved it. 
They didn't. The the bungee jumping scene was a little superfluous, and then the the whole yeah, the whole bringing it back. What was his name? Guff. McGruff. Or McGruff. Oh yeah, I'm confusing it with Gus Gus. <laughs> um, a walking talking Alp. <laughs> that was a really good joke. I, I thought it was funny. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, that whole storyline, like, I thought the her friend, what was her name, um, that they meet up Gabrielle. with? At the, yeah, Gabrielle. Yeah. Gabrielle. Um, I thought she was going to be, like, the way he was looking at her at that festival, I thought she was going to be, like, the girl that he had been traveling had all over Europe to find. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that would have been nice to have wrapped up. And then they just never bring him back it's like what the we spent a lot of time on this dude like and it was like oh no actually he's just a fucking probably like on drugs like dude who just he's like constantly rolling and like trying to find love connections with girls and like is trying to be the mistake that these free spirits make on their European vacation. Yes, exactly. You know. Oh my god. The one like the one I mean he's he's he says at the end. He said that. Like when the girl gets drunk and then like says in her thirties like there's this one time I kinda begged this digi hippie on a European vacation. His name was He gave me these six million dollar man stickers afterward. Oh my god! <laughs> I guess they did. They did kind of bring him back in that respect. Like she sees the sticker at the end, she smiles. It brings her joy, like he said it would, and it makes her mm-hmm. want to go chase after. What was his name? Uh, ben Calder. Ben Calder, Agent ben, Calder. Agent Ben Calder. Well, he's not an agent by the end of the film. Oh yeah. Um, you know, I think there's a lot of what happens after ever after that we can explore in a little bit. Um, I think so. Yeah. But overall, I mean, I mentioned I liked it the first time I watched it. And I, I'll admit, I liked it this last time I watched it. What were your initial thoughts of this film? Uh, yeah, I, I was pleasantly surprised. Again, I'd like to see it, I think, all the way through just to get a judgment on like how long it was. But I think that pause that we took, we, cause we paused it, took a break in between for a day, mm-hmm. right at that Venice scene. And I think you're right. That was like a perfect spot to pause it. I cause we so. got that whole backstory of their relationship set up and we got our first initial conflict <laughs> and then we pause it right before the whole Berlin or the Austria thing. Yeah. where they eventually finally like exp- we have the first like resolution and like all that is really i i kind of liked that this movie had a lot of like a lot more ups and downs than i was prepared to give it credit for going into it yeah like, it was... I, like with austria like i feel they could have replaced austria with like when when she initially jumps onto that truck and like rides the truck to the part mm-hmm. where there's a tree down and then she has to walk again and then they mm-hmm. camp out over and everything. I feel like if they could they had both gotten on the back of a truck and like changed the characters up as far as like two people sitting in the back if they weren't just like these German speaking like big bros or whatever but like maybe some funny characters and then they just ended up riding in the back of a bed of a truck for like six to eight hours <laughs> on, their, on their way to germany from through austria like that would have been quicker and that also could have got them to where they wanted to go because instead of because then you could have had like a gus gus type character that she starts chatting with on this ride that's making ben jealous and then Ben finally admits that he's getting jealous. Yeah. Leads to them banging, which was where they were headed the whole way. You know. Or if you if you wanted the conflict of splitting them up, you could have you could have done that paired with like cutaways to showing him chasing after her and the the 
perils that he's having to face, you know? And then it cuts yeah. back to her scene dealing with the back of the truck and like back and forth. We don't need the bungee jumping shit. Yeah. And and the camping afterward and all that. Although that, I mean the, that, the camping afterward. I mean like, that it's I guess that's necessary because once again the banging and the banging is a huge part of it. You could have had like the car like break down and now everyone in the car sets up camp for the night kind of mm-hmm. thing. They'll go get a repair guy tomorrow. Yeah. And then they'll make it the rest of the way to the love parade. Yeah. Yay! Boom. We just rewrote that part. <laughs> yeah. And it was like 10 minutes shorter. Yeah. Hey, yeah. hey, <laughs> look at you. You made 8 million more in the box office. Now you're closer to even. Boom. Um, you're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> 17 years late, but you're welcome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fucking hell, it is 17 years. God damn, yeah. Uh, yeah. 2004 was what? Like, 7th? 6th grade? Yeah. Uh, like, well, yeah, so like, uh, no, no, for us? No, 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 it would have been, no, 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 it would have been, Jesus, sophomore year, wow. Yeah, what the fuck are you sophomore talking year of high school? I don't know what the fuck my my no, math was. Anna Jesus. would be, Anna would be thirty six years old right now. Yeah, and we're thirty three. Well, Manny Moore is thirty seven, so it's nice to know that she was actually around that age when she was filming it. So yeah, so like fucking, we all like like Anna has a huge. I know. Age. I know. Anna! <laughs> she's that character is probably a mob. And like this whole European trip we just watched, she probably reminisces about Fondly, <laughs> which is a, which once again is a little precursor to what happens after her after. There you go. Uh, but uh let, we kind of talked about him, but let's talk about Matthew Good a little more. Um Okay, okay. Well, we we got we got plenty of we got plenty of actors to touch on. I feel like there were some yeah. damn good performances. Yeah, I mean, we could talk about Mandy Moore, but I mean, there's not a lot to talk about. We already kind of did. Like she's, yeah. I honestly, she's cute as fuck. I always had a huge crush on her. I agree. I much like the song that she sang. I had, I had a crush on her. I mean, she, does she have the song she, "Crush"? Does she have a song called "Crush"? Or was that Jennifer Page? Mandy Moore crush song. It does sound. It is. She had a song called "Crush" as well. Oh my god! I'm gonna go listen to this the moment we get off. I I believe that song was the one that goes, "I got a crush on you. I hope you feel the way that I do." Oh my god! I get a rush when I'm with you. Ooh, I got a crush on you. <laughs> I feel like at one point in my high school career, I downloaded a Mandy Moore song somewhere. I mean, probably, yeah. If if we... Downloaded on LimeWire. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we wanted to make this episode a Spotify exclusive. We could play that song at the end, but we're not going to. Nah. We, wanted, nah. we want all the people to be able to listen to this. this we want the freedom to the people. Yeah. Give it to all the people all the you, time. You can't mute us. Yes, it's pound time for everyone. Um, pound so- time. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, um, so yeah, Matthew Good. Matthew uh, Good. I mean, um, I yeah. Heard, I know you didn't like him in Leap Year. I dug him. The, I dug him like crazy in this. Like, but you dug him in this, yeah. Uh, he was he was cool. He was a little, he was a little too sassy for his own good just to open up the dynamic. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I guess now I'm now I'm talking about the character. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he uh, he delivered his lines really well. I thought he had some great sarcastic lines like that that one, <laughs> the walking talking alp. Yeah. Um, and I thought the romantic scenes that he was in where he had to, like, actually bare his fucking soul to her, which he had to do a couple times, mm-hmm. I thought he did pretty well. <clears throat> I thought he was a a solid young actor in this film. I think he gets better with age. 
I thought he was a lot better in Leap Year than in this. But I and I liked him in Leap Year. You didn't. I could um, understand that though. He's he's definitely a lot more of a mature actor in that movie. Like he's a yeah. lot more refined. Yeah, they, he was perfect for this role though. But like, yeah, with this one, like he still he delivered lines very well. I laughed a lot at yeah. the punchlines of some of the shit that he said in this film. I mean, the I'll, I just the walking out was just <laughs> random and funny to me. Um, but like at the same time, you could tell that. You know, he's supposed to be this agent and he's supposed to like be playing like standoffish, like he's not supposed to get too close because this is still a job sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And so you can tell he's trying to play that. And so he's his so sometimes he came off a little robotic when he was trying to be He did, yeah. Aloof. And it, But he uh, to his defense he does a good job opening back up. He good, does a good job showing that he can open. But you can see the urgency on his face. The the delivery of the lines isn't great, and this may also be a matter of just the sound editing in general because they filmed a lot on location, so it could have been a lot of voiceover that they had to do in like after the fact, which yeah. they do with movies. He did um, sound a little quiet occasionally. Yeah, it, like so. I, I mean, this it could be a matter of just like he like having to do voiceover type stuff because they because they were filming by a river with a bunch of people in the back. Right, right. True. When he's trying to tell her that, you know, he's, you know, falling for her and everything else like that. Oh, there's a there's a ton of, you're right, there's a ton of outdoor, like, no, very noisy scenes. Like, the, the, the whole climactic scene with the festival, like. Yeah, that's that's an assault on your senses. That yeah. Thing. My goodness. Uh, <laughs> but. <laughs> assault on the senses. <laughs> it was it was uh, like my emotions are being toyed with while i'm getting a barrage of fucking noise and yeah. color and... i'm getting like a bunch of techno music just popping into my ear a bunch of color and everything that from everything i'm seeing i mean i could literally smell the bo and, and taste it in the air as well i could absolutely all my senses. absolutely um, <laughs> Taste it in the air. <laughs> but there's someone who gets to go to all these places along with Matthew Good and Mandy Moore. And I mean, it's the two agents. Oh, and the two best Weiss, supporting actors for Morales. Yeah. Fantastic. Like that was something else that my sister Monica brought up when she mentioned how much she liked this movie. She said there's also a really good, like, side plot between Jeremy Piven and very Matt good. Fiora. It was real. It it was fun. Uh, I it mean, was fairly well developed for a side plot too. Like we right. get to see a legitimate relationship happen with them. It's kind of like a one and a half rom coms. Yeah, agreed. Although it's like it's it, it's. It's on the razor edge of Me Too sexual harassment out at the workplace. Just on the razor's edge. But like I've been, I've been watching videos about the, the first half of their relationship, okay, lately. Like that's <laughs> I've had to do that for all the fucking job applications and shit. Like. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, but like Jeremy Pivot's performance is able to kind of play it off because it's coming from a place. Yeah. Where it's and they, they obviously have some sort of pre-existing partnership there. So Yeah, exactly. Um, it, I know Jeremy Piven kind of is like lampooned a little bit because he's he kind of takes himself like a little like a little too seriously in, in real life. And so a lot of people like to make fun of Jeremy Piven and everything else. I, that seems to be the joke, the running joke, as far uh, as like Twitter and everything else. Like he, you know, but I don't. When I, whenever he's on screen, I tend to enjoy his performances. I just, I, I've always know. thought he's hilarious. I've never seen him in any. I think this is the most extensive role I've ever seen him in. But yeah, he's, I mean, he's been funny in everything I've ever seen him in. The little bit parts. He, I've seen, I mean, I've seen episodes of Entourage. I didn't necessarily watch that, like, from the first episode. Oh, yeah. I forgot he was in like, Entourage. Entourage, and then also there's old school. 
he's the the dean oh i never saw that somehow <laughs> somehow that one fell through the cracks yeah um, he was he's from evanston illinois there you go he's from up north and he uh he talked about how he cut his teeth with performing uh doing improv at second city he cut his teeth that's a that's uh a, a phrase that's used for like stuff oh, oh like they started off gotcha gotcha like a baby cutting their teeth when they have their first teeth come in gotcha it's also known as cutting teeth cutting teeth why are you cook? whatever the teeth are cutting through the gums Ooh, okay that makes yeah. sense yep. weird he <laughs> went to second city that's fucking awesome yes but he performed at second city uh and then his partner played by annabella Sioria, uh, Sioria. Shiora. Short, short. Fuck. I feel like I should. That's probably Italian, and I should probably know how to pronounce it. I know. It's Sciora. Sciora. Uh, yeah, I don't know if it's a ski or a C or what. Or she. There we go. I, I, I found a pronunciation. <laughs> What's it, what we got? Yeah. Shora. Shora. Okay. Anna, Annabella Shora. Okay, that makes sense. And it is Italian. Cool. Yep. Uh, it, I mean, she's speaking Italian oh. when she's speaking to the the uh, Eugenio's mom. Her. Oh my God. Her full name is like fucking gorgeous. <laughs> what is it? God, I wish I knew Italian enough to put on a real accent, but it's <laughs> Annabella Gloria Filomena. Shora. Oh, yeah. So she must have. She must have been confirmed Catholic, and then that was the same name that she chose. Oh, is that how it works? Yeah. I'm asking you, as the half Italian. I'm asking you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I am confirmed Catholic, so like technically, my name is Renee Lucas Paul Sanchez. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh shit! I never knew that. I never got it changed or anything, but like if in. In Catholic terms, I but it's not—it's not like legal documentation kind of thing. No. Ah, okay. Yeah. So when you're confirmed, does that mean like you also like—is that only when you're baptized, or is that when you're like at 16 or whatever you do the other the, thing too? Confirmation is the 16, 17 year old thing. Okay. So it basically means like I went through baptism, I went through the classes in order to receive communion, and and then I went through more classes to right. then be confirmed Catholic. So there's a whole uh, thing that you do while growing up. Exhausting. Yeah, my mom insisted, and <laughs> I uh, and I did it. Um, and I, I mean, I, I would go to church often, and while when I was in high school. Like, I mean, they give out food and wine, man. Like, why not? Can't hey crackers and wine. I, I tell you what, like we put that out now as in our 30s, and we're good hosts. So fuck yeah, yeah right? Like that's. <laughs> <laughs> That fucking sums up the 30s. (laughs) Crackers and wine? Fuck yeah, let's roll. Game night. Game night. He's he's like living an actual adult life. He put out crackers and wine. (laughs) Fuck, man. He's a real adult. Um. That's the one thing we took away from Catholic traditions. Catholicism. Uh, what do you remember about Catholicism? Uh, you know the the Holy Sacrament, the, the believing in the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Nah, that you put out crackers and wine when you bring people. <laughs> That's what I remember. Um, A little holy water, wash it all down, and we're good. Yeah, and then you know if you wanna if you wanna be particular about it, you tell someone that it, the, the crackers of wine is actually the manifestation of something else, you know? <laughs> <laughs> that's when, that's when you cross yeah. from being a good host to just being weird. Yeah. <laughs> this crackers and wine is the body and blood of the good time. We're going to have tonight, guys. <laughs> Everybody gets quiet. <laughs> it's crickets in the room. <laughs> and then, and then while there's quiet, you just hear, you just all of a sudden pick up these bells. <laughs> That's a Catholic mass joke for all my Catholics out there. Um, oh. Anyway, 
So, but yeah, Annabella Shora, Annabella Shora, Annabella Gloria Philomena Shora. Oh, so god. Uh, I thought she was really nice as Morales as well. She was she was another surprisingly decent performer too. Like yeah. she starts out, she's giving like the perfect level of like disinterest. Mm-hmm. And like I'm not leading you on, but I'm also not like telling you to fuck off. Like I'm yeah. I'm I'm my own person. I'm gonna like I'm you're not crossing a line with me yet, but I'm not interested. Yeah. And then I think it's just one of those things where, you know, proximity and, you know, over time, having to be someone's partner and having to be there for someone and having to be so close to them the entire time leads to them falling for each other. And he gets progressively softer, too. So, like, he, he because she progress, she consistently checks him. And he starts to take those lessons into account. I mean, if you ask me, that's to me, that's the relationship I want. It's like, give me a, <laughs> give me a, a self confident partner that checks my shit, you know, and makes me a better person, rounds out the rough edges, you know. Yeah, you know, just gotta, yeah, you know, that you know, picks their spots when they, when they, yeah, uh, when they give the, <laughs> when they give the criticism. And, and she and, softens up just enough too. Like they meet in the middle. She starts softening up just at the right time, just the right amount. Mm-hmm. And suddenly they start like it, it was I loved it. Honestly, I want to see a fucking movie with them. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I I think that'd be fun. We even like, get a legitimate kiss out of that storyline. Like they actually had yeah, like rom-com music and everything. Yeah. yeah. And and everything. So it was yeah. It was it was cool that they they found a second love story in this film and like I loved it. And we saw a second like European love story to watch. Like it it worked out. A little more relatable love story. I mean, they're both agents well, and their partners, so it's like it's not as relatable as normal life. But at least it's like not the president's daughter and some secret agent. You know. Yeah, it was a little more relatable because we are of that age group now and not the age group of the main character. Ah, is that what it was? That's what it was. Oh, that made, that made me sense. <laughs> so you mean 17 years ago, we didn't relate to them as much? No, we would have thought it was cute, but we, you know, we wouldn't have related to them nearly as much now. That's my, my guess. I'm uh, guessing you're right, yeah. Yeah. What do you think of Mark Harmon as a president? I mean, it's fucking Mark Harmon. Like, God damn it. The dude really actually should run for president, I feel like. he's <laughs> Former quarterback of the UCLA Bruins. Is he really? Yeah. No shit. He played quarterback for the UCLA Bruins. I, like, was he ever not just, like, the most stoic stereotype in the world? <laughs> I mean... He's so fucking like I've never seen him worked up. He always plays this cool, calm, collected role. And it's like, well, for fuck's sake, of course Mark Harmon is gonna be president of the United States. Like, it makes sense. Yeah, he uh, um, I mean it it makes sense. Yeah, he was a quarterback for <laughs> for UCLA. Um he uh he was a junior college All American, and then tra- and transferred over to UCLA for his last two years. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah I liked him. I thought he was solid. I mean, yeah. it was a very like uncontroversial, I think, casting choice, at least for back then. But the like he and uh, Caroline Goodall, who played the first lady. Yeah, uh, I mean, they were just typical. They. Typical casting choices. They did, you know, well enough. You know, yeah, so on and so yeah. forth. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I mean, we briefly mentioned the kiss. Like, let's talk about the kiss of this film. Yeah. What? Which one are you thinking? I I think it's the boat. It's it's the gondola ride that. Uh, That's the ben first kiss, Dad, right? Ben and I know. Uh, take, take in Venice um, to, in order to escape 
the I mean I'm I'm a sucker. That's a good one. I mean those kisses where you you enter it not necessarily ready, but then you realize things after. I'm a sucker for those kisses. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, and it's out of like it's out of desperation a little bit too, where he's like, I gotta like cover up cover her up to keep her away from the other agents and Mm -hmm. um yeah so it's got like an extra little bit of motivation to it that ties it in with the movie itself and the plot which is always fun yeah i mean at the same you know at the same time kudos to why samarala's kiss and also kudos to the kiss at the opera at the very end dude honestly i think the kiss at the opera I knew you would. I fucking dig those kisses, you man. Love those like types. I, I knew love you, them. I, I know you at this point. I, I like right when I saw that kiss, I immediately thought of the two weeks notice kiss, and I knew you're yeah. like, yeah. you're like, you're gonna be about that kiss. And I was like, <laughs> we're probably gonna differ here. I knew at at the end of the movie, I was like, we're probably gonna differ on what the kiss actually is. But I like that we're differing on that, and oh, I, yeah, I, yeah. I and I understand it in this case. And these are those are both completely like warranted kiss kiss options. Like those are both great scenes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you you go first. Talk about the opera kiss. What what you liked about it? What you didn't? And I, I mean, the opera kiss is just like it's the rom com classic <laughs> kiss, which I always love. The cheesier the movie, like you got to steer into it for me. Like I gotta, if I know it's gonna be a cheesy movie, then I steer into it, and I think. All right, so the, the rom-com kiss has got to come, too. We've got to have that epic, everything surmounts to that, and it's, we got this lovely music, the opera playing in the background, yeah. the music Which swells. Really fit. It really yeah. fit. It's a good choice of opera, yeah. It the, did fit, it, right? It's a, beautiful, it's a beautiful piece, too. The Yeah, do you know what that is? I really like it. I'm not sure. I'm sure if you looked up the uh i don't know the credits for the movie you can probably find i don't know um uh oh i think i found it no 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 never mind i'll look it up later but yeah uh yeah it was i mean it, it was a very rom com kiss and i love that shit so i honestly and the kiss was i, I thought the kiss was fantastic like it was, it had, um, now I'm struggling to remember the script beforehand, but like the dialogue that was happening. The, yeah, will, will he shoot us if, like, if I kiss you? And then she goes, no, but if you don't, I will. I will. Yeah. 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 And it's just like, it's cheesy, but God damn it, this whole movie's been cheesy and it's the right amount of cheesy and I dug the shit out of it. Yeah. And, um, I mean, when she's fucking, she's playing an 18 year old girl, like, I mean, we gotta have, it's gotta yeah. be cheesy. It's, um, of course. um, I, I loved it. And Matthew good. Is it good or goody? I, I go with good. Okay. Matthew good. Like I thought, again, I thought he was solid in this. And so by that point he'd kind of won me over and I was like, yeah, I want to see these two fucking together. He's put up with a lot of her bullshit. <laughs> so, yeah. And like the scene where he confesses his love for her and everything, where he seems really passionate about it. He's like, that's what I'm fucking telling you. Like, it didn't start out that way and I didn't plan for this to happen, but it's here. It happened. I really care about you. Like, that was kind of like, like kind of won me over. So by the time the kiss happened, I'm like, oh, yeah, this fucking needed to happen. I give it an A plus. Loved it. Wow. A plus. A fucking plus. Perfect. Uh, for me, the gondola ride kiss is still the kiss because I I dig those types of like the the extendo extra second of like where the kiss becomes real sort of thing. Mm. So like the the kiss happens and then you can see like after the they go under the bridge, there's been, like when they're going under the bridge, there's still the extra second that their like lips are still meeting. And then they'll look at each other afterward. And it's just like, it's that extra second that always does it for me. It's just oh, like, yeah. ah, yeah. ah, you motherfuckers. Yeah. See what you did? Yeah. You opened up Pandora's box of love, you fucking idiots. You're fucked uh, now. Um, so, uh, and then, of course, that, I mean, the kiss is so good that, like, fucking 
Anna is ready to drop trowel and then get thanks. <laughs> like she's she's like, oh, we do with this, do with this tonight. Like, <laughs> yeah, she like that's when she drops the towel in the room yeah. and everything's like, yeah, we're yeah. fucking doing this. Like <laughs> and then you know, you and the and his mother like this older lady are like change the sheets because these two are <laughs> fucking in your bed and they're gonna, and it's gonna get messy. That's how much fucking they're gonna be doing. Like that's that's what's expected after this kiss in the gondola ride. Like that's that's the t- <laughs> moist. It is moist. <laughs> And we didn't even mention the third kiss that they had, which was at the fucking campground before they actually do have sex. Oh, yeah. That was romantic as <laughs> fuck, too. That was a pretty solid one, too. Yeah. God they damn. They multiple good kisses in this film. Uh, I give the gondola right. I still like that one the best. I'd give it an A-. minus. I would honestly stay in that A-, minus B plus range for all the kisses in the film. And that's and that's just a well-done rom-com. Like, yeah, yeah. This, this film isn't reinventing the wheel. It is cheesy as hell, but but it's it's a good kisses, kind. We have four kisses in this film that are all good, and none seem out of place. That means you're doing something right with the filming. Yeah, like, you're doing something right with your rom com making. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, we're and to, to to think that we're both sitting here and we're saying that we're invested in both dynamics both storylines yeah. that happen here like i was ready for all those kisses like mm-hmm. I, three from the same couple throughout the movie not a single one of them was i did i finally get to a point where i was like all right i think we've seen enough like come on yeah. let's wrap this shit up get a room you know <laughs> uh, yeah um but yeah so i think that does say something yeah but as far as what happens after ever after though um you know she makes the grand gesture of studying abroad at Oxford for a, a, a semester to go meet up with him. Uh, I thought what was interesting is that he quits his job as as the agent. He mentions that his dad was not around a lot and his mom was waiting for the dad to make the gesture and everything else like that. Yeah. I found it interesting that his dad died in action like based off of what they said about him at the beginning and that he then became an agent. He's obviously tried to find something in himself and like in a weird way, connect with this father that he didn't really know and was killed in action as an agent. So then he tried to become an agent, but here he is with the camera all the time. And then he's more than happy to quit being an agent and become a photographer. Cause I guess that's his real passion. There's that just, was that was kind of loose, yeah. I mean, that's a very loose, and he's still mid twenties, dealing with a lot of daddy issues slash what do I want to do with my life sort of thing. Oh, it's who is it like, though? And, and <laughs> Fucking a, is, I'm still dealing with that shit. <laughs> yeah, and she is still like eighteen, going on nineteen in her second semester as a college student. So. I don't necessarily expect happily ever after for these two. In fact, I suspect by the end of that semester at Oxford, they probably decide to part ways. It's like, actually, they're going to try long distance, and that shit ain't going to last. Yeah. That long distance ain't going to last. Because initially, she's going to be like, well, do you want to come back to me for at Harvard? I mean, there's a lot of places you can take pictures in Boston. Uh, I don't know. I think I'll stay here in England. We can try long distance. I'll come visit you. You can visit me here in England. Okay. And then three months later, I don't know. This long distance thing, it really isn't working. You know, like, I, I think I want my freedom. And, she's good. You know, yeah. Her with the freedom. Absolutely. Yeah. And she, you know, she accidentally kisses some dude out of fucking frat party and just oh, like God. feels real bad about it. And then she's like, you know, sobbing, like, I'm gonna, I kissed the guy, and, you know, and he offered to go to third base with me. And I walked What's out third base walked. again? <laughs> Figure popping is what it is. <laughs> uh, but um, 
Yeah, so what happens ever, <laughs> ever after is they don't last. But you know who does last? Weiss and Morales, they make a bunch of biracial babies. And it's fantastic. <laughs> but a bunch of biracial babies with a lot of hair. Um, <laughs> That's what a relationship in your late 20s, early 30s looks like right there. That's yes. What... <laughs> you just, you wear down through proximity and then finally settle. That is oh, what my God. is. Oh, that's God. what real love is. Chase, oh. If you're chasing liberty, then you're doing it all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> there should be no chasing at this point. We're too old for that shit. It's just it's proximity. Let's just take a short look around and all right, yeah, that works. Yeah, it's about stationary imprisonment. That's what love is. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's so dark. So let's go to the verdict for the film. Uh, I will go first. I was very close to marrying it. I just don't think it's of the quality of film to where I can marry it, marry it. But this is a repeatable fuck. Like, I will continually call this person to fuck. Like, I will continually call this movie to fuck. (laughs) And and it will be uh, as long as there's consent there it will be an enjoyable experience. So I I fuck it. I one hundred percent agree. It's 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 exactly what I I wanted to marry it the whole time and I'm just like, you know what? I there's something in me that tells me it's not of that caliber, so I can't in good conscience do that. Like if you're gonna marry a film of this ilk, marry Roman Holiday, but this one you fuck. Like watch Roman Holiday. Yeah, this is but this you're right. This is a fuck worth watching several times. So it's like It's actually decent, which I, I think I'm just more so surprised at how decent it was with my low expectations going in. Yeah, and and just and also just like the fact that it's like the stakes just aren't there. Like this is just a more a right, fun, right. It's just a fun way to spend, uh, unfortunately, 110 minutes when it really should be 100. <laughs> but uh, but this is but it's still a fun way to spend the, that time. Where like, if you wanted to watch, but if you watched Roman Holiday, you're gonna end that movie with the with like a, oh fuck, I feel like I got punched in the stomach, but yeah. like the best way. Yeah. Like I loved, I loved. It's like it's gonna feel like you did like a horrible like ab workout, and like you can't like sit up, but at the same time <laughs> you're just like, but I feel so good right now, <laughs> like but it hurts, it hurts. <laughs> He walked and he never looked back and she never showed up again. Uh, God, that was, yeah, fuck. That, that ending, ending was that such a... That fucking oh. ending is so good. Anyway. Oh, God, it's so <laughs> gut-wrenching. Oh. But that's, uh, that's Roman Holiday and that was Chasing Liberty that we watched. And uh, I mean, the ending with the opera and everything. The was... opera, oh, I fucking loved it. I loved it. So you can find our socials, uh, our shows, Instagram uh, at Bromancing the Stone Podcast, all one word together, Bromancing the Stone Podcast. And you can also find uh, our Twitter at Bro the Stone Pod, all one word there, Bro the Stone Pod. Uh, and then you can find me on Twitter at Supermarket Sweep without the E and Super, so S U P R Market Sweep. And then you can find me on Instagram at Relusa88. That's R-E-L-U-S-A-8-8. And then Max? On Instagram, you can find me at the Lionhearted, which is T-H-E period L-Y-O-N-H-E-A-R-T-E-D. Huzzah. So uh, it is your choice for a film this week. Well, I want to keep it light because I like that run that we're going on. Yeah, especially after the combo of life oh as my we know God. It, and someone great uh that God. i mean that, it, it, it wasn't like necessarily like those films were you know complete like they were they were lighter on the scale but there are heavy things that happen with it's i mean kids deaf kids fall in a fucking mine 
that's all about steam oh well whatever that was in that stretch of movies <laughs> yeah. it was just I, some I, heavy shit like that we yeah, got through like shit month. yeah I, I get it okay but nonetheless um so and then like i figure we're wrapping up like kind of you know summer a little bit i want one more like a slightly tropical movie i'm thinking okay before we get into fall mm-hmm. i'm not ready to let summer go And after COVID, I like seeing people go on dates again. How about fucking 50 of them? So we're going to watch Adam Sandler, Drew Barrymore, 50 First Dates. Hey, so the spiritual sequel to The Wedding Singer that we saw earlier. Couldn't really follow up The Wedding Singer with it because we were in the midst of wedding season. But yeah, I think this is a good t- as good a time as any to watch them again. So, I think so too. Yeah, I like it. So, fifty first dates is on the docket for next week. But until then, for the tens and tens of listeners, we love y'all. Thank you for listening. Have a good rest of the week. Love you guys.